Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Good morning, and thanks for joining us here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner and myself. My name is Chris Swan. Here's how you reach out, 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030 online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. On today's show, we're going to look at a retirement expense that could leave a huge hole in your nest egg, and guess who's hitting middle age this year? All that and more. But first, let me check in. It's been a long time since I've been able to say this, I feel like, but uh, Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner, both with you, uh, both with us. Glad to be with you guys. How are you today? Great. Uh, weather's getting beautiful here in Northwest Ohio, so it's a good time of the year. It's kind of, you know, camping season. We've got uh, the holidays coming up. We've got a lot of great things going on. Yeah, it's great to be back. My travels have ended. Uh, my daughter plays softball for Kent State University, and her season ended this past weekend. So I'm back to a full-timer instead of a part-timer, so to speak. So uh, <laughs> glad to be back. Absolutely. Glad to have uh, both of you here. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Scott Osborne and Chaz Price, everybody who fills in is more than qualified. That is the entire team at America's Retirement Headquarters. Uh, we'll let us step in, but glad to be, you know, back in some sense of quote-unquote normalcy. And let's go ahead and jump into the show this week. You know, one job of The Economist is to tell us in general terms what the financial markets might do. But every so often, those economists are caught completely off guard by an unpredictable event that can have severe consequences. Those are called black swan events because of their rarity. And hedge fund manager Bill Ackman tells the Interactive Investor website that we could be in the early stages of a black swan event right now. I think one of the black swan type risks for markets is a real spike in inflation that's not just a three-month spike, that's more sustained, uh, and also you know, meaningfully higher interest rates. And I think those could be countervailing stock market forces. So in addition to increasing our expenses, inflation can also damage our retirement investments. Guys, what can we do, if anything, about that? Well, I think there are definitely a couple things that people can do. So number one, I think the biggest takeaway of looking at inflation is making sure that you've stressed test your retirement income plan and you know find out if it can survive high or higher inflation. Um, a lot of times people set up their retirement plan with this 4% rule, and I'll talk more about what the 4% rule is too. But generally speaking, the 4% rule that I'm talking about now is it's safe to take 4% of your money out and live off in retirement time. But you know what maybe most folks haven't factored in is, you know, what does that 4% look like over time when you add in inflation? We always talk about great software for folks that are listening to try out. One of the ones is Right Capital. Uh, that software allows you to stress test your portfolio using inflation to see, you know, how that might impact the outcome of your investments. And number two, does your current plan build into an automatic pay raise in the future? You know, or is it left, you know, hoping that the stock market works out? But the other part, when we're talking about the stock market and we're talking about looking at these numbers, inflation's magic number is four. So, you know, three might be the magic number, but actually four <laughs> is the one that they obsess upon on Wall Street. And so recently the inflation number went above four and that proved to be a little bit of a shock for inflation incentive assets, uh, bond yields jumps, stock market's been quite a bit volatile and growth stocks uh, have been probably the biggest pullback so far. The good news is, is inflation gives us a lot of history. You know, there's a lot of years of data that we can take a look at. When inflation is low, you know, rising inflation is usually a good thing for stocks. 
you know, say if it picks up from 1% to 2%, it means that the risk of falling into deflation is pretty low. A strong economy, you know, as the inflation goes up, you know, often pushes up inflation. It's typically good for stocks. But again, that magic number where it, it goes from maybe a good sign to a warning sign is that 4% number. Like I said, the number that I just recently touched. And the market tends to focus on this danger of inflation instead of the rewards of the economy that's creating the inflation. The 4% logic and just like, you know, all numbers aren't necessarily set in stone, but there is, again, there's historical reasonable knowledge that you can take a look at of this. Since the S&P 500 was created in 1957, the U.S. inflation has rose above 4% nine times And in eight of those nine cases, stocks were lower three months later. But, you know, looking at the question to today, so for this year, 2021, with it jumping back above, you know, 4%, I think we have to dive a little bit deeper into that question and say, if we look at it, we need to answer three questions to indicate where the risk is at. Number one, whether we feel that inflation will last, just like the quote that we had there in the beginning of the show, Number two, whether the Fed is going to act. And number three, just how expensive stocks are. So when you look at bond yields, you know, they're starting to rise similar to like what they did in the 1960s. You also had the boom that ended in the 1960s. Uh, One thing that I would say is a little bit different about right now, you know, short term is that I don't know that necessarily the boom is quite over as the economy starts to get back on track past COVID. You just look at things like home building. You know, there's a lot of strong areas that are out there. But, mm-hmm. you know, if we looked at like 1960, there was a lot of pain to pay for investors once the boom was over. And the S&P 500 index lost more than a third of its value over the 18-month period Uh, back in the 1960s when the market uh, stopped booming. In 1987, the extreme run-up in stocks ended in a crash shortly after inflation passed 4%. And for those of us uh, my age that are a little bit younger, we remember the 2007 bubble in commodities, Mm -hmm. housing, and debt rather than stocks. But the start of the decline on the S&P 500 index actually coincided with exactly when inflationary pressure passed 4% turning into the financial crisis as we know of the crash of 2008. So, you know, we've been talking about it uh, for a little while now, and we're, you know, again, trying to give our listeners a a little bit of a warning sign. So if there is a warning going off, I guess the question for you that are listening, you're thinking, well, what should you do with your money? Well, again, short-term risk is elevated. You have to go back to the question of why do you own what you own and have you stress test portfolios? Because in fact, there are good inflation hedges and one of those items is stocks. So we're not saying that the end is near and the end is coming and it's, it's imminent. The dangers are high, but again, stocks for the long term have still been a good inflation hedge. Uh, Things that you may also want to consider, things like treasury inflation protected securities. You also have tangibles like the gold and real estate. You know, those are other areas that tend to be strong. So when you look at stocks, though, and we kind of break down that sector a little bit further, inflationary situations can lead investors typically to lean more towards value over growth stocks. And we have started to see 
a little bit of that trend happening. You know, for the last 10 years or so, uh, growth stocks have been a major favor. And, uh, you know, I still like a lot of the growth stocks. I like growth stocks with a lot of cash, low debt, you know, with strong return on equity. But value does start to become a little bit more in favor. And that's because growth stocks are usually, you know, younger companies. They're, you know, cash-hungry companies are investing in the future. And when cost goes up, it means they can do less with their resources. So transferring the higher cost to consumers over time, it usually takes time. Now, again, going back and using home building as an example, there are areas that you're seeing that consumers are kind of taking it with rising costs happening right away. But, you know, most of these big companies, specifically, again, like technology companies, it takes them time to work in higher prices. Value stocks, on the other hand, you know, tend to belong to more mature companies, lower growth rates, but steadier cash flow that, you know, distribute out income to investors, typically known as dividends. There are, again, different things to take a look at. So it depends upon what your opinion is of inflation. There's maybe assets that could be a little bit better if inflation is low, like stocks, uh, where if it's hyperinflation, things like commodities or tips could be a little bit better of an idea. If we break down those other categories, again, there can be things to do and things to take a look at. You just got to make sure that you're comfortable with what the level of risk is that you are in. Look at the areas that we see continuing to have really good strength right now. Construction, retail, real estate, industrial finance, consumer staples, maybe things that are a little bit more defensive, maybe more value versus growth. So. That's some of my take on uh, the inflation factor. It did uh, kind of reach it a little bit of alarming factor, and we've seen a little bit of volatility on the stock market. So, again, what's a takeaway? Number one, stress test your retirement income plan to make sure that it can survive high or higher inflation. And number two, does your current plan build in an automatic pay raise in the future, or is it left hoping that the stock market works out? If any of those questions you're not confident about, let us know. We're happy to help. And the number to reach America's Retirement Headquarters to have that conversation, 419-794-3030. Pick up the phone, schedule a time there. Also online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. You know, there is a lot of opportunity here, and it is something harking back to a previous show that you guys had, The Perils of Being an Emotional Investor. You can check out those shows, by the way, via podcast or on YouTube. Just search for America's Retirement Headquarters, whatever your medium of choice is. But emotional investing can really undo a retirement plan, especially if that is the entirety of your plan. You want something more strategic, something to, you know, when things look like they could be cause for panic, seeing it was more of a growth opportunity. But to put that plan together, all you have to do is pick up the phone, schedule a time to speak with America's Retirement Headquarters, 419-794-3030, or online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. This is America's Retirement Headquarters here on News Radio 1370, WSPD and 92.9 FM. Gonna take a quick break. Conversation continues right after this. The ins and outs of Medicare can be puzzling. Keep in mind that plans often change from year to year, affecting everything from your premiums to your coverage. And letting your plan roll over from year to year without looking at your options can be a costly mistake. Make plans now to attend a special educational event, How to Solve the Medicare Puzzle, hosted by America's Medicare Associates at Lord's University on June 8th, starting at 6 p.m. Learn what traditional Medicare will and won't cover. How to find the right supplemental plan for you without overpaying. What to do if you plan on working after you're eligible for Medicare. And much more. If you're approaching 65 or already Medicare eligible, this event is for you. 
To reserve your seat for this special event, How to Solve the Medicare Puzzle, June 8th at Lord's University in Sylvania, call 419-842-0550. That's 419-842-0550 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. of, I think, must-see TV where, where I made sure that I watched it. The final episode of Cheers came to an end. Uh, the show came to an end this week back in 1993. It's final episode airing on NBC. The opening scene of the first episode of the show had Sam walking out of the pool table room, so that's how they ended the series with him walking back into that same room. I've got a trivia question for you guys I want to ask you here, but first of all, I want to welcome everyone back to America's Retirement Headquarters. 419-794-3030 is the number. 419-794-3030. So, uh, just out of curiosity, do you guys know what the final line of Cheers was the final thing that Sam said. Oh my gosh, I watched it too. No, lay it on me. So he was heading back to the pool room and there was somebody knocking at the door at the front and he said, I'm sorry, we're closed. That was how the oh, show I ended. do remember that now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. As soon as uh, I saw that this was the anniversary of the final episode, that memory just came back to me for whatever reason. But again, welcome back to America's Retirement Headquarters, 419-794-3030. Next time you check the balance on your retirement account, I want you to do something and subtract $300,000 from the bottom line. Why? Well, it's because Fidelity says that is how much of your nest egg you and your spouse will need to set aside for one expense, and that expense is health care. Guys, uh, do you have any suggestions for managing a retirement expense that seems to be growing every single year? Well, that's a great point. And by the way, I love Cheers. That was a mm. great one. And I, I watched the last episode of that. And I also watched the finale of MASH. I don't know if you guys even remember that, but uh, Klinger is uh, mm-hmm. one of the guys that Tony Paco is here in Toledo. So uh, it was kind of neat. And he does the uh, annual, um, used to be the Jamie Farr golf tournament here locally. So it was pretty cool to meet him a few times. Yeah, if you got an extra $300,000 laying around, you should be all set. Yeah, good for you. But, um, you know, a lot of people don't take into account what the health care costs are going to be. And uh, Fidelity has a great article on this. You know, they say that men retiring at 65 years old can expect to fork over 143000 uh, That's during the life of their retirement. And women, 157000 Now, you may be wondering, why is that number different? Well, it's because women live longer than men. Mm-hmm. At least that's what they say. And I know a lot of the men will say women drive us to an early grave, but I don't know if they should really admit that. But, you know, Fidelity's got, um, it's a great article, and, and I've, I've read through a lot of the information here. This is actually the first time that they are reporting that the number has pierced 300,000. Uh, it's always been in the high twos, um, you know, 270. Eight to two ninety, but it's over three hundred thousand now. Now keep in mind, this is estimating both members of a couple are enrolling in Medicare. You know, and I run into a lot of situations where you may have one on Medicare and the spouse might be on, uh, uh, you know, an under sixty-five product, and that number would be skewed a lot higher if a spouse is on an under 65 product because of the premiums and the out-of-pocket expenses. You know, we talk about that number, but what really makes up that $300,000 number? And reading through the article, it goes through this, and I really, I'm kind of looking forward to going through these numbers with you. So here's what makes up that $300,000. 42% go towards out-of-pocket costs. That would be like your co-payments, your co-insurance, your deductibles, 
you know, for your doctor and hospital visits. The other two-fifths, 39% goes towards Medicare Part B and D premiums. So B is your medical and D is your prescription. Mm-hmm. The rest, 19% of that, will typically be spent on the drugs. Even though you have a drug card, you're still going to have your co-pays and pay for uh, drugs, like generic drugs, brand name drugs, and especially drugs. You know, so that's kind of how it's made up. The other part, long-term care is something that a lot of people fail to take into account when they get into retirement. Uh, And the other thing that a lot of people don't realize or are starting to, I think, is there's a lot of things that are not covered by Medicare. Now, I'm talking original Medicare here. For example, dental care, eye exams, hearing aids. None of that is actually covered under original Medicare. So what you do is you go out and you purchase either a Medicare supplement or a Medicare Advantage plan. And and that's where I come into play. That's what I do, and that's what I, I love to do. That's my passion. So the crazy thing is most people, if you ask them, how much do you estimate you're going to be spending on Medicare expenses over the life of your retirement? Over 58% of the people will say, oh, around $50,000. Well, that's a crazy, crazy low number when Fidelity is coming out with a report saying you can estimate $300,000. You know, so one of the ways uh, to offset those expenses is to purchase an Advantage plan or a Medicare supplemental plan. But the other thing to remember, even though you purchase those plans, like a supplemental policy or a Medigap plan, there are premiums included in that. So you're gonna have to pay those premiums and those premiums go up every year. As you age, so does the premium increase, unfortunately. Now, with Advantage plans, there are typically higher out-of-pocket expenses which you have low premiums, but you still have your out-of-pocket expenses. And the one thing to keep in mind, you know, talk about inflation and how things are rising, the cost for Medicare, original Medicare, it goes up every year. You know, last year it was 144.60. This year it's 148.50 for Part B for a a standard under $176,000 income. You know, so if you're making more than that as a couple, those premiums for Part B are much higher. The higher the income, the more you have to pay. And that also takes into account your prescription coverage as well. So the thing to keep in mind is these expenses are going to be there whether you're working or whether you're retired. And it will eat into your retirement income. So you have to plan for that. One of the things I've talked about in in several shows I'm a big fan of, health savings accounts. While you're young and working and making money, establish if you have the ability to establish a health savings account. The health savings account is a tax-free investment that you can use those funds to pay for your Medicare expenses after age 65. So that's another way to kind of offset that. And a lot of people um, with long-term care, long-term care can be a I mean, it can wipe out an entire mm-hmm. state, and uh, that's something to always keep in mind. Um, if you don't have long-term care insurance, want to talk to us about that, we'd be happy to, to help you out with that. But, um, you know, any questions anybody might have, we're here for you. These are just 
numbers that uh, Fidelity have put out. And, um, you know, they're very important numbers to be aware of. Yeah, it came in kind of startling. It can be kind of a tough pill to swallow to know that this is what the expenses are kind of going to look like. But uh, knowing it ahead of time gives you a little bit more time to prepare to maybe take the right steps to earmark funds for it and at least be aware of it and figure out things if you are still young and still contributing to a, you know an HSA being able to use that in the future towards these expenses that may come down the line it's not a fun conversation to have you know especially talking about long-term care things like that but it is a much uh, easier conversation I think to have than to not prepare for it and have the what do we do now if those events do come up? It goes back to, it's been many, many years since I've been a Boy Scout, but be prepared. That is the motto, and it's something that you need to do when it comes to your retirement. Be prepared all in all. Be prepared for healthcare expenses. Be prepared for market fluctuation. Be prepared for taxation, which we're going to talk about in just a second. But first, let me give out the number one more time so you can speak with America's Retirement Headquarters. 419-794-3030 or online at America's Retirement Headquarters.com. So the question is, are you comfortable with the amount of taxes you pay? Of course not, but... Apparently, uh, half the people responding to a new Gallup poll say that their taxes are too high, which means that half of them say that they're okay with it, which is a head-scratcher. Uh, but more than half expect their taxes to go up even more over the next 12 months. Uh, do you have any strategies that might help those of us who, are, who do feel that we're paying more than our fair share? Yeah, absolutely. And I would say, you know, to that Gallup poll, if, you know, half of Americans say that they're upset with the amount of taxes that they mm-hmm. pay and half of them are not upset – um, doing another quiz. Let's see if you guys know of the people who are of the age to file federal taxes. What percentage of Americans do you think actually owe federal taxes? I mean, I could speak for oh my, my household gosh. and say a hundred percent. Yeah. So we're talking three of us right here. It's a hundred percent, but it's gotta be a high number. It is. It's roughly 50% of the people who are, you know, of the age to file for federal uh, okay. taxes don't have to pay taxes. So I wonder if that influences that number Absolutely. a little bit. Probably. But, you know, for those of us who are paying taxes, or even if you feel your tax rates are low, I'd say watch out. Watch out. I mean, this out-of-control spending, we've talked about it here on the last couple of shows, is just mm-hmm. insane. I mean, we're paying people to stay home, not work. We're spending money that we don't have. You know, we're literally burying our children and grandchildren in um, in massive, massive debt problems. So, you know, the way you get control of that is either you stop or slow down the spending or you increase taxes. I mean, every dollar that's spent is simply a delayed tax bill, right? That's how the government raises revenue. Absolutely. So I think tax rates are going to be a huge, huge problem. Uh, especially for anybody who is smart and saved for their own future and build up a retirement account. You know, the the challenge, I think, is for the last several decades is most Americans were taught that you should save in a tax-deferred vehicle like an IRA or a 401k because, you know, when you get into retirement time, your tax rates will be lower. Well, you know, number one, for over 26 years of experience of working with people that are close to or in retirement time, I have yet to find a retiree that says, look, I'm retiring and I'm just going to hang it up and sit on the porch and watch the life go by. (laughs) Right. You know, retirees are more active today than probably we are. They're traveling. They're seeing grandkids. They're taking vacations. While they're young and healthy, they're doing stuff. Yes, maybe they slow down when they get, you know, much later into retirement time, but they're going back to what Scott was talking about. That's when you have healthcare costs to become a major uh, a drain on assets. So there are things that can be done. The good news is, is, you know, we still have the current tax laws that are in effect, and there's still things that you can do in the year 2021. 
What I would recommend that you do now that your tax season is over, you know, for the accountants, because they were pretty busy up until the filing <laughs> yeah. time frame, schedule a time to get together with your accountant and sit down and have a conversation. And what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to have a conversation about what the term is called a Roth conversion. Uh, so if you're in mm -hmm. retirement time or close to retirement time, a Roth conversion can be a great vehicle to take a look at. Now, I mean, they're not right for everybody, but you only know unless you run the numbers. And I'm not a CPA. We're not really necessarily giving the individual tax advice because those of you listening, I don't know your personal situation. But if you did feel that maybe you're not getting the best advice or you want a second opinion, we use some software where we can run a tax roadmap for you. We can take the information off of your tax return, put it into our software and do some analysis and look at things like Roth conversions. I think this could be one of the most important years for listeners to be proactive on their tax planning. And quite frankly, if you think about what the president said is he's not going to raise taxes for those people making over 400000 Raising taxes is not the same as allowing the Trump tax cut to expire. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So if you're worried about taxes, please reach out to us. We're here to help on that. And uh, we can walk you through some solutions and get you a 2021 tax roadmap put together. I'm going to echo what Nolan said there. This is probably one of the most important years coming up here to go ahead and develop a tax strategy for the years ahead. Going ahead and taking that step now while these tax laws are as low as they are and still in effect. 419-794-3030 is how you schedule a time to speak with America's Retirement Headquarters. Have that tax roadmap run. Start looking at you know the possibilities, the advantages of doing Roth conversions to make sure that you get to keep as much of your hard-earned money as possible. 419-794-3030. You can always find them online as well, americasretirementheadquarters.com. And we want to thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it, as we do every single week, for joining us here on America's Retirement Headquarters with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner. Have an excellent week ahead of you. Have a safe week ahead of you. Enjoy the weather. And as we wrap up, guys, I'll leave you with the final word. Well, once again, I want to always uh, thank the listeners for um, following us. Check out our events page on our website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. I've got a Medicare event, uh, Solving the Medicare Puzzle, June 6th at Lord's University. And I'd uh, love to have you come out and learn more about it. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.